But I did say to him, will we ever see dynamic formations? Right. And he just... Orangina <laughs> or Fanta. I'm, I, yeah. Whether I come back to Twitch or not, I don't know. And this, this isn't even something that I can't mention. So we had a Q&A with Miles. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 21 and a new season launch. We're back again. We've had a yeah. bit of a break. Have you been you've been on holiday? No. Uh no. No, brilliant. Okay. I've been uh, I've been been sleeping. That's that's about it. That's all I can say, sleeping. That's all you ever do. Anyway. Yeah, that's last, true. The last time you saw us was with uh, Lazy Number Nine. It was about three weeks ago now. God, we've not been Jesus. on for a long time. Um Yeah. A funny man, so go and check that one out as well. Um, yeah. Because apart from being a Birmingham fan, he's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> and then we went over to Twitch for a night, and that was that was good, wasn't it, Mulch? That was good fun. Yeah, yeah. It was surprisingly, it went a lot better than I expected. I what like I thought we were going to have problems left, right, and centre. It was surprisingly but busy. There wasn't. wasn't yeah, and yeah, it was, there were a lot, a lot of support, a lot more support than we expected. So we thank everybody. Who did tune into that because the bod didn't save and we couldn't put it on YouTube. It doesn't, <sighs> it doesn't matter. That means <sighs> it was exclusive, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Damn you, Twitch. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> what have we got coming up this week, Mulch? We're back. We're back with a bang. Yeah, who, back with a bang. Who, who have you back managed to talk into coming on this week? <laughs> talk into. Yeah, well, he was on the uh, live pod, so if he was there... He was on that, and we thank him for coming on that, and then coming on here as well. And it is Fox in the Box. Thank you very much for coming on the pod. We really appreciate thank it. You. It's all right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate. It. I say I enjoyed it. Um, albeit short because that's what you were planning to do. Yeah. But those those five ten minutes, it was good just to to chat to people about Watford mainly. I guess it was about. Um, we're an interesting little club. <laughs> you are definitely. definitely. Oh, I yeah. think we'll just stay on football much. Just stay on football yeah. because football's back. Fans are back yeah. in stadiums. It's oh, all good. Has anyone managed to get to a game? Yes, the Villa win. Oh, you went to <laughs> opening day, oh, first game. game back. Slap bang in the middle of the rookery. Uh, Chucho's goal, probably the best goal I've seen live at Watford. Not the most meaningful goal, but the best goal. Mm. Um, and yeah. it was Watford notoriously quiet because it is generally a, a, um, a more family orientated club and it doesn't really have a hardcore section, so to speak. Mm. There's a few mm. that sing, but it's generally quite quiet. Um, it was rocking. It was like Watford. I've been to Watford for the last 15 plus years. Mm. It was like an atmosphere I have never experienced there before. It was crazy. And that was even before we'd scored a goal. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was really good. It, yeah. looked, it did look like it was bouncing. And what a win. A lot of people. It would, yeah. The way that Villa of the Villa's transfer window, people say, oh, look at the players they've brought in. And yeah, they've got an impressive side. So probably a lot of people may have written off Watford and gone, oh, well. That's Villas, but you mm. you took the game to them and fully deserved that win. Yeah, they played. They played. They just played into our hands. Really, they played exactly how we have. What forgot style is a big question, but how they set up to play against us just played into how we're probably geared right now. Mm. Um, coming off the back yeah. of the championship season, very counter-attacking, very pacey, uh, quick to turn it over. 
Um, they just play into our hands. You know, I mean, we could talk about the fullbacks of Villa. Matt Target getting hauled off at halftime said it all. Mm. Um, yeah. Villa just tried to do something that didn't work, where Brighton the following weekend did the polar opposite, and you could see the difference in the results. Yeah. And the performances. Um, yeah. We had everything on the opening day of the season and then nothing on the second. I couldn't even say we played bad against Brighton. We just didn't do anything because they completely stifled everything we're good at. Mm. Um, we should yeah. pot as a conversation in his own, I think. He think I a lot of people, his record isn't great at Brighton, but from what I saw at the weekend versus Watford, he really picked us yeah. apart. He picked that Villa game apart easy. Yeah. Uh, completely shut us down. Brighton. But the first day, rocking. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a return! But I know you weren't long gone from the Premier League, but to go back in with yeah. a win, get three points on the board straight away, you couldn't yeah. have asked for a yeah. kind of performance like that. You can't ask for anything more, can you? No, not really. No, it's literally the perfect day. No, um, just cancelled trains. That was a bit of train bingo on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Obviously, one one station to the next. One train got postponed. One train got cancelled. I had a one minute turnover and six. Six stations to get no six um whatever they're called um what are they called not the stations the bit in between where the the trains actually physically stop platforms, platforms six yeah. platforms to cover in a minute covered the six platforms in a minute like an Olympic sprinter got there train cancelled I was like oh my life oh. <laughs> but yeah it was a bit of a nightmare but um no yeah what 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 a day what a day back and it was in staying on that topic just very briefly mm. um watching match today you the difference and hearing just the, the difference in the stadiums, in the grounds. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was like a relief that it was all back yeah. um, and football sounded normal again. Didn't yeah. not these fake noises or oh, no. the player shouting was quite interesting when it was quiet, but mm. it was nice to just have it all back again. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I could actually watch match of the day this weekend because you know, mm. all the games on at normalish times. I know there's different odd few on TV, but if you're out at football yourself, you, you just wait to match of the days on now. Whereas before, every game was staggered, so it was always on TV. Obviously, because people couldn't go anywhere. It's yeah. just nice to be able yeah. to go to a game, get home, watch match of the day, or whatever you know, whatever division you're in. But um, it's just nice <laughs> to nice to be normal. Have you got to no, Ellen, yeah. get to Ellen Road mulch? No, no. Well, they sell out like that. They're gone. Tickets gone. I almost got to tomorrow's game, but they've sold out now. Um, we're only playing crew tomorrow in Cup and we've sold out on a Tuesday night against crew. It's not bad. Um I guess you've waited all that time and then you couldn't go for the, the whole year, for the whole season and tickets are bound to go yeah, like that, aren't they? Exactly. Well well, they were going before all of this anyway. They were going like that anyway. Um mm. so it was difficult to get tickets anyway, but I know somebody who did go to the to the Everton game and they said it were like Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, like it. it was absolutely brilliant and to be honest i obviously i've been to i have been to a packed ellen road and the atmosphere there is honestly it's better than anything mm. ever like i've ever and it'll have just been absolutely amazing when we when we'll have scored both of them equalizers it'll been ridiculous um so it, 17 years it's been since uh We've mm. been able to get a full crowd for a Premier League game, so that long, that's, wow! Yeah, seventeen years. I remember them getting relegated. Yeah, yeah. that long. Jeez, I'm yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost my whole life. That's so, mad. Uh, well, they'll, they'll, well, there'll be legit. There'll be people that go on the regular who are young fans who won't know Leeds 
as a Premier League club. Yep. That's mental to think about. I grew up knowing Leeds as one of the best teams, mm. the virtually Champions League finalists, the throwing everything at it, the the big players in your Harry Kules and your, and, and your uh, Ferdinands and so on. Yep. But some yep. people won't know that about Leeds. They just know Leeds as a championship club. That's mad to think about, you know. Yeah, it's, that was it's... really that was a that was a long time. You guys were out. Wow. Yeah, we we were. So obviously last year, first season back. So it was sixteen years out of the top flight. Um, and it's just been. So obviously, I went to I, I went to my. I've said this before. I went to my first game when I was three, and we played Maritimo in the Champions uh, Portuguese Champions League, yeah. and. Uh, I also was there when Paul Robinson scored the header, which I've said before. But um, yeah, I knew them as Premier League and I've seen us go straight down. Yeah. And now we're coming back up. It's like, this is great. But um, yeah, it's 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 been a long time. So I can imagine, yeah. honestly, at that Everton game, it'll have been ridiculous. Nice moment. Well, I think I saw some photos of some of the older... Leeds fans like crying and stuff because obviously it's been such a roller coaster and to be back at a football match, um, yeah. at, which is Premier League at Leeds, you, you, it will get you. But yeah. I think I think there was a few fans over the weekend who have been a part of journeys that were in were in tears in the first weekend. Anyway, just being back in the crowd, being there. The Watford podcast, um, they said about they get in there quite early and they pre they record before Watford start playing sometimes and when Watford finish. But they were saying it was like um, fans were coming in like, you know, you've got like seat friends that you know. You don't know yeah. them, but you know them at football because yeah, they're near your yeah, seat yeah. where you sit. And he said it was like there was handshakes, there was cuddles, there was fist bumps, there was tears, like just people coming oh. back to what was normality again. And I'm just sat there with goosebumps on my shoulders thinking, wow. I, I got in the ground quite late on the first day because it was chaotic as you can imagine mm. five minutes to kick off and half the stadium was empty because they couldn't get the flow in but it, you know they did it so fair play um but just thinking of it that way like being able to watch it kind of fill up and people seeing each other that don't particularly know each other but they know each other from the football um was it was a thought yeah it was a thought and that's not happening just at Watford that's happening for hundreds of thousands of people around the whole of England yeah uh, it's very very cool to think that we're kind of back to that again. And then you, then you how much you take it for granted as well. I bet a lot yeah. of people are coming back, uh, hopefully a little bit less moany about their teams. Yeah. Because they've been taken away for so long. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. So, so good to be back. So good. Yeah. yeah we was, so when, when I went back to Forest a couple of weeks ago, it was we were just wondering, you know, all the people that, like you say, the regulars around you that you sort of, you, you know, but you're not friends with, but you acknowledge mm. that they're there. How many of those are going to come back? Are you going to see other people? Like, have they decided not to come back for whatever reason? But everyone, everyone was there in the normal seats, mm. handshakes all around you, nice to see you, you know. And then you get oh, back nice. into the football. It's like it was just, it was like nothing had happened. Yeah, so it was like it didn't what yeah. had happened in the last year and a half or hadn't happened, and it was just like back mm. to normal again. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> so nice, though. Yeah, finally, it was nice to see everyone and just watch a game of football like the first few games i was just i'm just happy to be back at watching a game yeah. you know i say that i think there's only in canagle screamer uh <laughs> you yeah. told me yeah tell you what you told me that he was good and he is yeah, i have good. no idea why he's playing for us because he's he's too good for us I, I can tell you why i can tell you why because <laughs> this is a little thing going around on social media like people 
People view low moves in a negative light, and I don't understand why. A low move is there for a progressive move as much as a, I don't want to play for the club. And that does happen quite a lot. Okay, we're going to loan you out then. I want more football. You can't get it here because you're not in our plans. Zinconagel is very much in Watford's plans, just mm. not till January, because Saar goes to the African Cup of Nations. Mm. So he'll be back in January, and he'll be replacing where Saar was. Whether he'll start or not is a different question, but he'll certainly be filling that position within the team again. Yeah. Um, that's what we think anyway. So we'll think he'll be back in January. Um, but it's for his development. Like he needs game time. A player like that is no good to us sat on the bench or in the reserves mm. or the 23s and then comes has to come in in January and potentially play because our main man's gone. He has to be red hot in form yeah. or at least on his way to some sort of good level of match fitness or having a good level of match fitness. So the move make complete set made complete sense. But you mm. know, social media does these things where everything's a negative. Yeah. So yeah, lots of um a lot, a lot a quite quite a few forest fans digging at Watford to be fair saying about like oh, he's, when he's in a good team he'll be fantastic he's much way way better than Watford yeah. and Ryan he's obviously not in their plans well he is just he's yeah. getting game time yes um Apologize which is the whole that. idea and I presume he'll be back in January as I say yeah he's um he is a very good player he's he, uh, we've had an absolutely dreadful start to the season um but he has been one of the shining lights that you know three assists and a goal and in four games mm-hmm. you can't you can't complain like he he, he gets the ball he, the ball sticks to his feet and he's just a good ball carrier good a good ball carrier great pass on him he can dink anyone out um out of nowhere he's, he's a he, kind of electric and everything that he does as well everything's like everything's in fast forward but sometimes it's yeah. to his detriment um like he'll run away with the run away down the wing and leave the ball behind because yeah. it's gone yeah. that quick but um yeah no, everything the ball with us miles an hour no one else keeps up with him and he's like then he's isolated and he then he's got to work some more, more magic to get out of the yeah. place which just got in but cracking player i'd like to see you know we'd like to see him stay um but i think ultimately he's too good for us <laughs> good signing <laughs> if he if he keeps gets the goals and assists yeah, that's what watford want you know yeah exactly informed back in january because sar's going to go happy days everyone's a winner you know mm. um but yeah He's a good player. He's our only only hope at the moment. <laughs> we have signed James Garner on loan again from Man United yesterday, yeah. which um, is a heck of a signing considering the circumstances. Because he's again, yeah. he's too good for us as well. He he played for us last season. He, he didn't fit in at Watford. He he really was bad at Watford. Yeah, I just really think bad. he. I don't. Yeah, we didn't get that. Like, didn't really. Yeah, play. I, I saw bits of him playing in Forest. And he looked really good. He just yeah. didn't look like that. What? Sometimes something fits, and sometimes it doesn't. Right? That's, that's just part just, of what happens. He gets on the ball. Yeah. He sprays it around the pitch, and that's what he does. And he occasionally scores a thirty yard. You know, that's what we want. And <laughs> Zinkenagel the other night. You know, against um, who were we playing? I blocked out my memory. Um, we were at home in the midweek. Anyway, they um, Blackburn. <laughs> so it was. You know, we had nothing on. He's got the ball. Takes a shot twenty five yards. Beats the keeper on the inside of the post. You know, he just takes a bit of a risk. Which is mm. not what anyone else has done this season. So, looking forward to seeing what else he can do for us. But he's a definite starter. He's got a. He's going to play most games if he's fit for us. Um, mm. So yeah, thanks for loaning him to us. Because <laughs> well, I didn't do it, but I'll <laughs> yeah. take the thanks anyway. Yeah, we'll thank them. <laughs> uh, yeah, but definitely nice to get back to some stadiums and just some games. Just yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's it definitely is nice. The only I think the only fans that aren't happy about it is Arsenal. Yeah, they're, I'd agree with that. Yeah, they're sat there going, oh. Can we just rewind another couple of years and start? <laughs> yeah. <again>? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got, um, I mean, Lukaku was just unplayable, wasn't he? Just 
it's ridiculous that guy he's really matured yeah oh it's it's brilliant like to see how he was at chelsea the first time and then he he's just slowly worked his way up to be this absolute monster of a striker it just does simple stuff though like their first goal chelsea's first goal so his goal all he did was back into the defender lay it off turn run and literally brushed Mari off like he want there and was just there in just perfect it was it's so simple but it's just so good it's at effective it. isn't it? It, it it's undef it, it's undefendable but pretty much i mean you go for him it's a foul you let him roll you you're done it's pretty much undefendable it's ridiculous and he's just too strong too quick if you feel like that's what harlan's like but better. I feel Haaland's going that way. Haaland's a yeah. big boy. Yeah, yeah. Is, and yeah. I feel like we're what we're seeing from like Lukaku now in terms of just being dominant, we're already seeing that from someone like Haaland. Yeah. Just to keep it like uh, just a comparison, for instance, and Haaland is like what probably probably nearly ten years younger, eight years yeah. younger. Yeah. Mm. yeah that, and is. that's and that I think when I hear people talk like so. How well Lukaku's done. We're like, man, there's there's one in the pipeline who's going to be that and better as well. Yeah. And like when we come into the end of like just Messi's um, timeline with us and Ronaldo's timeline with us and so on, that next generation has some scary players. Yeah, who's going to step out and be that next guy? Messi's quite irreplaceable to be honest, mm. uh, and Ronaldo's not far from it. But there is some very different talent coming through. So talking about Lukaku and the comparison, I was having this conversation with a couple of people the other day that the comparisons with Haaland to him as well, the body yeah. size, the shape, the style. But I'd say Haaland's got more. Yeah, that's that scary, man. And I think we'll see him in the Premier League at some point. Yeah. I really do. It'll oh, come to Leeds as a Leeds fan. No, we <laughs> he's Leeds born, isn't he? Yeah, born yeah, in Leeds. He's, he's born in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He asked for Dallas's shirt, didn't he, when they played the internationals? <laughs> Just saying. But no, like yeah, Lukaku, yeah. man. It's and I love the pathway that he's taken. It's not been easy. Like loans at West Brom, he's been to Everton, yeah, uh, and so on, and he's flitted yeah. around some uh, probably other teams that I can't even think of, to be honest. Um, was at Man United, wasn't he, for a bit, and it didn't. Yeah, he was. Didn't really go well for him. No. I remember him United fans digging him out constantly because of his touch and so on. He no, he's really found, really found something over at Inter, and he's come back and a lot. Like he's going to continue it. Well, you look at the the comparison between when he was at Man U and now he's at Chelsea. He's, I think it, he's lost like, and he lost like two stone or something like that. Wouldn't be surprised. And he's he looks lean, mm. a lot leaner, and he just he just looks so much better and fair play to him because he's really really you know made sure that he's there he's matured as you said and that comes back around to the um the bit we said about garner a minute ago sometimes some certain situations fit you and some don't yeah yeah it's football isn't it it's definitely it's Um, a mad game yeah there's just it's it's difficult, I think, comparing. Even though Haaland is similar, I think Haaland's got that different. I think he's quicker. Turn of uh, pace, he's yeah. Better mm, on the, uh, probably a bit better on the ball. I think he's he's as you said, he's probably got more than Lukaku, and he's what twenty one, twenty. Wants me a scary player. It's ridiculous to be at that level at that age. Wonder where he the goes, next one. Where he go in the Premier League? What team realistic could I know he obviously costs a lot of will cost a lot of money, That's... but at the same time, you know, it's not an English club 
to an English club, it's a German club, to an English, the fee tends to be a little bit lower, but they're still going to be demanding a very high... I assume, you know, the appealing part of it as well, as well will be that he is technically English. Yeah. Yeah. With his passport. So that's that's yeah. going to... That, that won't add pounds. I mean, that always adds pounds technically with homegrown and kind mm. of Brexit and whatever, but it's you don't haven't got to jump any hurdles, though, you know, he's only Scandinavian anyway. But yeah. you've got less hurdles to jump anyway, and he probably come, he probably can come in as an English yeah. national, I'd assume. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. that's it, so I think. Uh, supposedly, Man U, and support, supposedly what I've seen is, in January, he's got a £64 million clause in his contract. Pennies as well, right? It's not so nothing, is it, compared to like... that sort of player. Yeah. He's less than Sancho. I mean, any team in that top six will be looking to, will probably have that sort of money to spend. Apart from mm-hmm. Chelsea, have probably spent what they've got on Lukaku. But you know, Lukaku's a proven that they probably don't need Haaland and Lukaku, do they? But um, Man, if Man City are looking for a striker, <laughs> Man City looking for a striker, sixty-four yeah. million—that's that's pocket money for them, isn't it? Less hassle than Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Isn't it? I'll see where he goes, but obviously. His dad were at City as well. Mm. So, yeah. And Forrest. Be... His dad was at Forest as well. Hopefully. <laughs> He's that, not coming up for Forest. Sorry. Forrest. Yeah, sorry. In Canagan and Harland leading the line. dream. Yeah. I think he did go to a few Forest games when he was a kid, but obviously then his dad went. Was he at Leeds after Forest, I think? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Leeds after. Yeah. Well, speaking um, about funny connections like that, I've got a bit of a funny one. So yeah. I'm, I'm a Leamington boy. Um, my uncle is the kit man. I have two relatives that are quite high stakeholders in the club um, or shareholders. And my godfather is the treasurer for the whole club. So we're very oh, nice. interconnected at, at Leamington. I, when Leamington reestablished, I was about 15. So obviously it defunct as a young club. So I've got loads of photos of me as a kid in the old Lem Breaks ground, which got knocked down and turned into a housing estate and so on. Mm. And um, it, it re-came back into in when I was 15, like 2002, 2001 maybe. And um, there was a player that played for us, not straight away, but maybe five, six years later, called uh, Mark Bellingham. Mark Bellingham, known as the non-league Messi. He <laughs> reckons, and this isn't, no one factually knows, but there's rumours that he played 900 non-league games and probably scored over a thousand goals. At Leamington, oh, he, I think he scored more goals than he had games, or it was very, very, very close. I always remember watching him as like a young 20-year-old, thinking, man, what a player. And there was a little boy running around the outside of the pitch all the time called Jude. <laughs> yeah. son. Little did we know that that little boy running around, the boy we used to kick a little ball with and ask him how he was, was going to be an absolute superstar. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of baffling now. My uncle's got so many like photos with him and little bits of clips where he's been playing because obviously being the kit man and involved with collecting the balls and stuff when they used to go. A little bit of an everything, man. Yeah. Uh, at non-league club, you know how they are. Yeah. He used yeah. to go with Jude and collect the balls when they'd gone over the hedge and stuff. Like that. It's, yeah, mad. Absolutely That's crazy. Mad. Yeah, crazy to think there was that right next to us was a kid at what well, probably England centre midfielder, future future centre midfielder. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, he's gonna mad to think another another good mad player, to think. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so like these players that say go from England to abroad, that to abroad, sorry, that go to better the better their game and get more game time. Like look at Abraham last night for uh, yeah. Roma, yeah two assists, standing ovation yeah. off pitch. Do you think? I know they're not seven players but could abraham that could really turn his career and maybe yeah, do what definitely. lukaku's done as well and just reinvigorate because it 
you know, he gets a stick at Chelsea and stuff. And I mean, I don't see enough of him to to know too much about his yeah, game. Yeah, certainly. On paper, it looks like he could go there and you know really turn around his career, get some goals, and then next thing you know, he'll probably be back in the Premier League for twice as much as Roma bought him for. Yeah, um, well, I think a lot a lot of teams now abroad are buying like young English players, like um, Bayern have signed. Is it Omar Richards from Reading? Signed him for. Oh, yeah. Did he go Bayern? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he's gone to Bayern. On a free transfer. Yeah. Um, a strange one. Exactly. But they'll probably turn him into like some quality player and sell him for like 60 million. Well, like, well there's loads out there. There's Jamal Musadia as well. Went mm-hmm. from, um, who did he go from? Arsenal, was it? I'm not too sure. It was Arsenal, yeah. 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 Arsenal, so. Chelsea. It was one of the bigger teams. And then obviously yeah. he's half German anyway. So he's got a German mother and mm. then moved over to Germany, went under Bayern. But this this is this is something that's not happening out of the blue, though. So going back, I don't know, four, five, six years, maybe, I used to coach a lot um, mm. within youth football. I started at grassroots, worked my way around, got to UEFA B, did a little bit at West Brom, a little bit at Carve, a little bit at Burton Albion. Yeah. And uh, just as I left the coaching kind of circle, because I'd spent 12 years kind of volunteering in it and doing sessions here and there on like, the development side, which is obviously a bridgeway to academy, set up one of the biggest junior leagues in England, along with a couple of other people. Um, that has like 17,000 plus kids that play in it now and has regular player people going into academies from it, which is really cool. Um, I don't have any involvement with youth football anymore because mm. it was just very time consuming mm. and I kind of took up running and it was one or the other basically. Yeah. And I think at the time I needed to more focus on myself rather than other projects that I had. Um, but there was a turn in academy football where there was the whole cliche thing where I had two lads who were really big, really fast, really mobile, really impactful, but not really good players, but they were impactful because of what they were against other kids their, their age. Mm. And they would always get asked about the scouts, would always say, oh, where's his dad? What's his mum? How big are they? Rah, rah, rah. And it was, it, became, it was a running joke within like youth football, basically, that they just wanted size, pace and power. Um, and that was kind of the go-to model at youth football when they were trying to recruit for academies, the biggest gets through, where the little technical kid, your, mess, your, sorry, your Messi's, your Zavis, your Iniesta's, didn't really ever get to see the light of day. My best player was the smallest kid in the team. Give him the ball, he would be an absolute magician with it, but he'd get, he'd get overshadowed by kids that were bigger. Mm. Um, yeah. But as I left, they had, as, I, as I left that, that whole scene, they just started bio-banding, which is they dropped age groups. So I don't know how much this went through or how much it changed, but they've kind of taken a few um, ideologies from other countries and they kind of merged them together. And, and, and it was talk of bio-banding now. I don't, I don't know the intricate side of how it works, but they were basically looking at pairing kids both in ability and size. So okay. it might be that you had a smaller, technical, more gifted player, but you had a few that were older, um, maybe a little bit bigger, but not as technically good and so on. So they were balancing it all off mm. uh, and trying to bio-band people so that the smaller, more technical players had a chance of coming through. Because it might be, and you don't ever think about this until someone says it, you might have one kid that's born on the first day of the year and the other kid, the school year, and then the other kid's born on the last day of the school year. There's a year's difference, but they're in the same year. Yeah. So there's a whole year's growth difference. So, of course, the kid who has X about 200 plus days for extra growth on the kid that's been born later. Um, so you're going to get that where these sometimes these bigger kids based on like um, based on genetics as well are going to naturally overshadowed these small more complicated technical players but there was a massive change in youth football 
um, at academy level, which is why now, and to be honest, I, I always remember West Brom being the best of what I'd, what people talked about. West Brom had some very technically gifted small players and they were a very different academy to the rest in th- that time, especially locally. And Coventry weren't far behind them. And you see the players at Coventry have produced now and they're playing at all different levels. There's loads of them. Um, but none of them really broken out other than kind of Callum Wilson. But there's loads of Coventry players knocking around the football leagues. Um, uh, and this biobanding would have been a big byproduct of that because all of a sudden these smaller players were getting better game time, getting more involved, getting more notice, and more and more players were coming through because of that, which is why now you see England have probably not the biggest national team they've ever had. It, it, it's quite a small national team, but that's the reason why people like Mason Mount and so on have just shot through because they've finally, England kind of woke up and said, hang on a minute, what are we just looking for the big powerhouses when we've got these fantastic technical players here who maybe might be behind because of growth of age and so on birthdays, but mm. you know, they're, they're technically great. Let's, let's work on those as well. Uh, and that change happened to say, just as I left, I never really got to see the full what happened, but looking at the England team now, five, six, seven, eight, ten years later, I go, Oh, it, it must've worked because yeah. there's definitely yeah. been a change in the way players are coming through academies. Also alongside that, the way that young players are, choosing to pathway their careers there's none of this scott parker going to chelsea for no reason for a lot of money anymore it doesn't really happen yeah like stockpiling of players like you don't really get that in the young english player anymore i mm-hmm. do believe if foden hadn't have broke into city's team foden probably would have decided to move on yeah. but he hung in and got his chance and he's there but others have decided to go like for instance sancho yeah. um i think the english young players are a lot smarter now than ever before i'd love to know who the first player was to do that to go to somewhere like Germany and think, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm Get out of England. I'm going to go somewhere yeah. I'm going to play. I would love yeah. to know who the first person was to do it. Because yeah. someone started that trend. Yeah. And it's obviously yeah. just players now just want to play. It's not really, oh, Chelsea interest. I'll just go Chelsea. And it's like, no. Well, yeah. Even the That's Tamari Gray did it, didn't he? Went over to Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah. Come back. Come back. To, and he's started the season really well at Everton. There's a player that I think might have been one of the first. Uh, he, he Reese something, a West Ham centre back. Oh, Reese Oxford. Right. Yes, he he, you know, he hasn't particularly gone the way that most of the other ones have, but mm. I do recall him being one of the first. He went to Augs- Augsburg, I think it was. Augsburg or something. Or something. Yeah, he yeah. went to a German side. Yeah. yeah. But mm. it's interesting to see that that whole change in youth uh, in England, especially, and just how it's all. Like, we're in a far better position we were than now than we've ever been before mm. as a national, as a country, uh, and football. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Haaland, and we'll see what happens with players like Abraham's. Um, you know, yeah, hopefully not, for not... for them, those individuals, it does them some good. Especially, you know, Abraham could turn out to be useful for the England side if he does well yeah. in Italy. So, exactly. Sure. Um, but yeah, we'll um, briefly mention Watford there at the start. Obviously, a a good start, a win and a defeat. Not great at Brighton, but. Well, not not great, but Brighton just did did their job. Um, I remember you saying uh, on the stream we did on Twitch that you you couldn't pick the starting eleven for the first game because you just don't know. Yeah, Watford is. Are you starting to get a better idea, or is it still a bit? Is it still a bit skew with? Um, the second team followed the first team. Well, that's not unusual. We kind of expected that to happen, other than an injury to Kuchka in the middle. Mm. Uh, of that first team, though, if I was have predicted it, I probably would have got like four or five right. <laughs> we had no no Watford fan thought Kuchka would start. No Watford fan thought Dennis would start. They're two main ones. 
Um, we were pretty surprised by those guys. Uh, second team, I say, followed it really. Just Loza came in for, or Loza, his name I think is pronounced, came in for Kuchka uh, in the second game, which probably is a big loss because Kuchka was surprisingly good. Probably hmm. one of the best debuts I think I've seen from a Watford player. And this is a guy who's he's traveled his his road. He's 36, coming into the latter ends of his career. And he was mobile as anybody. Yeah. It was unbelievable how good he was. Um, so, yeah, no, the, the surprise, several of them, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, several of them in that first game. But then into the second game, not so surprising. Um, but the second game, polar, polar differences in the performance. Not, not the performances as such, but the games are very, very, very different. Um, and that's... You know, already see Watford fans on Twitter hitting the panic button, but it's like that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to happen. We we're, we're I don't think we're very settled at all. Um, and if teams want to come at us like Villa did, which is you no, know, they're trying to get onto us, they're trying to break us down, they're trying to mm. play quickly into the front line and then and then get shots off and so on. We're just going to play on that counter style. But when when Brighton just went right, attack us. We'll drop off. We'll come central. We'll play a back three. We'll go really narrow. You can have the what you can have the wides if you want to. Mm. Um, and we just couldn't do anything. <laughs> just literally couldn't do anything. So it was it was um Bisuma was fantastic, standout player against that Brighton in that Brighton game. Mm. But um Graham Potter, homework, A star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much. Yeah, very much well, well an A star homework. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. um he's got that real solid defensive style but at the same time they get the ball down and play football mm. which is... it's funny you know because I, I couldn't believe how bad his record was in terms of like i mean it's not bad it's premier league football at the end of the day mm. but he's like he'd lost like 36 123 and drew 26 yeah. or something like that yeah um but they've been a they've been a premier league team for god knows how long so mm. it's not a bad record at all but if you look at percentages it is um but then everyone gives them plaudits for you know the, how, how they play football and they they really picked us apart. We I couldn't even it's it's probably the first game we've lost in a long time where I couldn't even say we were bad because we just didn't have any of the game. So I don't know how you can call a team bad when you've had nothing. Um, yeah, and what we did have wasn't great, but I mean I I don't know. It was such a bizarre game. Like full credit to Brighton. I don't know if we'll be picked apart like that again this season. Mm. We, we were just like a rag doll. We were just thrown around. Yeah. Uh, Brighton away is a tough game for any any side. Yep. Even the top six mm. do struggle yep. away at Brighton just for the way that they play um, and how sort of regimented they are at the back. They don't mess about. But it's it's nice to see a, a solid defence, but normally that comes with hoofball, but they actually get the ball down. Oh. And for a team like Brighton, who you know have got really good resources and stuff, but just on the pitch, you know, on paper, their team is weaker than others. But they they do recruit fairly well. Look at Basuma's wanted by probably the top he's six. He's you know he was he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he he's a top player. Um, and they you know obviously if they're gonna be sold for a lot more money than they bought, they're gonna they're gonna accept the bid. So, um, but that's how these clubs build. And I think with Potter, it could be a slow build, but it you know they've won both games to start the season. I know there's only two games, yeah. but they've won the first two. You know. It might be a bit more comfortable for them this season, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, they did this last year, though, didn't they? They started well and then just dropped off. Um, but they need they need to score goals. That's the only thing, isn't it? Yeah, they scored two. Malpe, to be fair, Malpe, Malpe. Malpe went off injured the second half or start the second yeah. half, and how bad that was. 
he did take a bit of a whack to be fair. He was holding his shoulder. I think yeah, he fell on his shoulder or something. Yeah, it was a bit it was a bit of a whack to be fair, but I don't know how bad it was. But yeah, he he was he the one chance he really got, he was clinical. Yeah, he's someone that could do is scoring a few more goals, but maybe it's this season he might obviously if he's not out for too long with whatever he's done to his shoulder. Yeah. Um he might, you know, kick on and I think he got eight goals last season, which, you know, it's not bad. It's the way you know oh. Bright, Brighton play a certain way, and last season they kept plugging away and playing the same way, and they do get yeah. goals, but they didn't get enough goals. Um, yeah, they, they should see. have scored a lot more last year, but didn't, wasn't their XG like shocking as well? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing a tweet of someone saying uh, Brighton cashing on their XG early. Yeah, <laughs> like that. yeah. It was, it was it was it was shocking. Like the amount of goals they should have scored to what they scored was really bad. Yeah, yeah get the goals, and get, get the points on the board now, and then. <laughs> that's it to be fair every season Watford stayed up that's what we've done we've we've literally yeah. shot out for the first 15 games mm-hmm. 20 games won a whole ton of them drew a load of them and then just thought nah right beach let's go yeah and just bombed it I, I, do you know what I kind of would I prefer it the other way around to be honest yeah, yeah at least yeah. then you've got some kind of momentum going into the next <laughs> season thinking right we got that right we got that right we got that right let's go yeah. Rather than going right, we survived because we won games early. I don't know what happened at the end. We sacked another manager. Mm-hmm. At... <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, we'll see if. Um, I don't know. I've said this at the start. The season, I think we're going to be a relegation battle anyway. So mm. it's that, it looks like you've got yeah. something about you though to you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If teams like you say, if teams like Villa come at you, then you've got something to. Anybody that wants to attack us, yeah, I back us. To have a chance, oh, yeah. no. just for the nature that we are so fast on the break, it's just hard to defend against. Yeah. Um, imagine it's like a silver beast team from foot from like yeah, yeah. six, seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. It's all the fast players. Yeah. It's kind of what we are going forward with a few little like, older heads at the back that can pass the ball. When when someone like Brighton, I say the, the difference of how Villa played to how Brighton played against us was unbelievably different. Mm. Um. Villa were very much right. We're going to attack you. We're going to take it against you. We're going to move the ball forward. Our fullbacks are going to go and join the attack. We're going to overload. And all that did was then just stretch Mings and Konza and give us so much space to get in behind. Yeah. Their midfield two was sort of three or however many it was at the time. I can't remember. Was so high uh, that we were just bypassing the midfield uh, and then just turning it over really, really, really fast and getting these one-on-one situations or these sp- paces where we, places where you can get the ball down and run quickly. And the only way of stopping them is either being quick against them and, uh, and making a good tackle or just bringing them down. And then you get the free kicks around the box and the entries that you want. Mm. Or they're uncatchable and the ball goes in the box and it's scored or it's whatever. Uh, where Brighton were the polar opposite and it was literally right. We're going to have the ball. You can either press this. We're... I didn't want to know how many passes their back three made. <laughs> I can guarantee their back three individually probably made more passes than their entire 11 together. Um, yeah. they had the ball that much and then when we did press it was like dink dink into this middle out we go there's the midfield bypass thank you very much see you later and it was like oh it's just so easy to watch from like a, like a fan's perspective you're like mm. why are you not seeing this <laughs> <laughs> eventually we did change in the 70th minute to 3-5-2 plugged out the midfield and it was like okay that stopped happening then and we actually got into the game but I think by then it was more a case of Brighton just saying right we've got our points let's just game manage they can have a bit of the ball now we'll just shut stuff down yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a different way they played. Like their back three just dropped off so deep, and then they they just widened the pitch, but then narrowed it when they lost, and almost like gave Sar they gave Sar so much space at times, but they dropped off so deep that he couldn't run at them. 
Yeah. And with a back three, if Saar did get around the outside of the outside centre-back, you've still got two more centre-backs there, like big Duffy and so on, like six-foot pluses. Like, oh, how are you doing, bud? <laughs> Put it in the box. We'll, we'll win that against Dennis. Yeah. He's like maybe like 5'10". <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, as I said earlier, Potter did his homework. And I do worry that teams are going to look at the way Villa played against us and the way that Brighton played against us. And we are going to be too one-dimensional. But that's... <sighs> flip it around that's okay i'm just glad we haven't had the start that norwich have had yeah, yeah. and that isn't because yeah. of how bad norwich have been that's just the nature of who they've played against yeah, yeah. um i do feel for them i their start is horrific <laughs> oh, um gosh. and to, to walk away with like what seven goals against nothing scored in it as well it's like oh god yeah it's just the start that you don't want um mm-hmm. but i do feel for them a little bit i was looking at the, looking at their results thinking oh man <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't think I'd even be unhappy walking away with a seven 0 defeat over two games. To be honest, I don't think that's even. It's not even bad. It's just a horrible place to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. It's difficult. But I do worry that like, Potter's watched a ninety-minute game and completely sussed us out in one, one, one fixture. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is a worry. That is a worry. That is a worry. Well, I hope Bielsa's done his uh, homework. Cause... I mean, that could be an interesting match at Watford Leeds. The way that Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Bielsa would yeah. play into our hands. That's the, that's the weird thing. That that game has every potential to be seven all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, it literally does. It literally does. Oh, that, yeah. I yeah. hope it is. <laughs> I actually do. Imagine if I called a seven all. Got, <laughs> I'm going to put a bet on for that now, aren't I? For God's sake. <laughs> I know I've said it. I've got to do that. Yeah. No, definitely. That's a got a goals win. I mean, that's that's a that's a both teams to score on Yaki at the weekend, isn't it? That's a that's a. Oh, easy. Yeah. Within yeah. the first five minutes, that one's in. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, be a great game. Well, is it? Will it? Was Watford's success this season possibly depend on if Sar stays? Is he really? Uh, is he really important? He's important for sure. Like the, the Liverpool fans and the Liverpool media, like the Liverpool-based social media news articles and fan sites and so on, are loving pushing the Sar coming to Liverpool narrative, which is why when. Much said about oh um who was it that's moved? Shakiri's moved. Mm. It's like oh well they're, they're, that we're making way for Saar. Saar won't leave this year. Uh, there's, mm. And there's three reasons why I think he won't leave this year. Like it, inevitably, yes, he will leave uh, because that's what Watford do. They bring players in for money and they sell them for a lot more. Not just Watford's, mm. but the Pozzo family. It's what they've done for decades. Um, so that won't change. Um, but three or four reasons of why is he's probably just spent a year out of the Premier League when he didn't really want to, but he stayed committed to the club and I commend him for that. Why mm. staying committed to the club outside the Premier League when you could have moved to get back yeah. into it? Do you then go, right, I'm back, I'm off. I'm going to go and yeah. sit on the bench somewhere else in the Premier League now. Um, unless someone comes into him and says, we guarantee that you are going to play week in, week out if you are fit. Here is your contract with a get-out clause of zero pounds if we bench you once. I don't see him taking it yeah. because it's yeah. too risky. Like he, Careers are so short in football players' lives. Um, and he's finally got into a team where he's the star man. He's going to play every single week. He's definitely going to be playing for some sort of move down the line. That is without a doubt. Mm. Um, he's not going to pull a, a wobbly like Richarlison did, in my opinion where he almost like not refuses to play, but just doesn't care. Um, he would have done that last year and he didn't. And he had probably chances to move last year, probably for better money as well. Um, but he stayed. 
And the other thing alongside this, and this is why I think possibly he will end up at Liverpool in the end, is he's very good friends with Sado Mane. Yeah. And same nationals and so on. And it's no hidden secret that when he came over, Mane helped him settle, helped him sort out, I think, his bank accounts, his, his housing, as Watford did, of course, but, you know, his friend helped him as well. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think Sado Mane is pretty switched on. He did it going through Southampton and so on. Why move when you have a chance to absolutely give it your all at least for a year without having to bench warm somewhere else yeah after being out for a year if he hadn't have been out of the league for a year i'd have say mm, well, he might go but the fact that he was out of the league for a year is the, is the mm. biggest thing he wouldn't waste another year sat on a bench somewhere or maybe playing 50 percent rather than 100 no. percent. yeah yeah um now there is there is a caveat to this though and and, 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 a, and a break clause if we are absolutely dreadful come January and we are bound sure to be heading down, mm. I think they'll let him go. Yeah. They'll say, all right, where do you want to go? We'll move you on now. Um, but I think this, I think we mentioned it last time in this, in the stream. I think this year is going to be so close. I don't think anyone's going to fall away. I think we're all going to be so close down the bottom mm. and it's probably going to go down to that last four or five games. But I do think if, if we're really far behind at that point, there may be January that he moves. Yeah. Where Watford looked to reshape, maybe, and yeah, you know what I mean. Because I don't, I don't know how long he's got on his contract. I think it's maybe two years, maybe, yeah. but it might be a bit longer. Yeah, but no, no, yeah, he he's important for sure. He's important for sure. And not only is he, I think, I think it doesn't disjustice saying that he's just a pace merchant because he's actually a really good player as well. Yeah. Um, and he's very important. It comes back to that conversation though, right? How much is a player worth to you as a club? I think that's becoming more and more of the way people do transfers these days. Yeah. They're not really yeah. based on relative transfers from around the globe. Mm. Um, oh, this player went for this much, so this means this player's worth this much. It's no, this player's worth this much to us because of this reason. And staying in the Premier League is is, is huge, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they did with Grealish, but Aston Villa, didn't they? They said, pretty we, much, we we put this clause of a hundred million pounds because that's what we want. That's what he is worth to us. If somebody wants to pay that, fine. Yeah. Um, they... By the way, from mentioning that as well, how good was it when they dealt with that on social media? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah. That video mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, wow. That's, Every club could take a leaf, a leaf out of that book. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, it was incredible. It's a bit of transparency, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, but I think that's the way a lot of these clubs, a lot of these, I say these clubs, I'm going to say seventh and down. Yeah, they all function that way. They're probably all willing to sell a player, especially in this current climate. If someone's offering you a, a ridiculous amount of money when you're coming off the back of, I mean, tell me a club that's probably made profit in the last year. Very mm. few, yeah. if any. Yeah, you know, you've got to look at this and be sensible and think, you know what? Actually, th- this is this is going to keep us. This is going to keep us above board, a bit of flow. You know, it might give us a bit more flexibility. It's going to take the pressure off us elsewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, the Grealish is a great example of uh, like the, the the value of the player is based against the position of the club, not the position of the market globally. Yeah, no, yeah. I was really impressed with how they dealt with that. Hundred percent. Very it's good. Nice, nice to see yeah. that done for a change. Um, yeah. Mulch. Um, we'll just touch on Leeds because, as I recall, that you said in the stream that you were going to beat Man United two one. I think it was, and that you got the one bit right, but not to. <laughs> The other bit was horrifically all wrong. Oh, all I'm saying is it was a screamer. He scored a screamer. Yeah, did Luke Ehrlich? Yeah, but you conceded a lot. Um, do you know? Any, 
do you know what? This sounds stupid. I wish he hadn't scored it because we might have actually come back. As soon as we scored that, that was it. We were done. But if it, mm. it, oh, and he... it was just constant pain. Like I was just sat there. Everyone that went in, I was just like, oh. And then sounds like Pogba. Uh, Pogba was on it, wasn't he? When Pogba was on it, Pogba I mean, four just... assists. Bruno got a hat trick. It was just. Relentless. I didn't watch it, but everyone was saying that like you guys just played into Arsenal, uh, sorry, played into my United's hands. We did it again. Um, it happened last time we played at Old Trafford. We lost six two. We've lost six two and five one now in the two seasons we've been at Old Trafford. We've just literally gone. Here we go. Yeah. But then yeah, the taken. And then at Ellen Road, I think it was one one or nil nil. So we got a point out of them last time because I think it's because we just saw what they did and just switched and that it's, it's mm. difficult it's difficult because we have our way of playing is our way of playing we're going to do it and everybody knows what we're going to do sometimes it can backfire and that really showed how badly it can go it was a, an article today I, can't, I think yeah. it was talk sports something that said that it was quote Leeds are not going to progress with Bielsa in charge, as in uh, probably hinting at the the style of football, they're not going to progress any further than they will because of the way they play. I didn't think I didn't think you'd nah, agree with it, but are. I didn't know what you thought. Nah. I think that's a lot of rubbish, to be honest. Personally, mm. I think I think the way we play is, as you've said, a lot. It's like no one else. Nobody else plays like us. It is a massive, massive draw for the league. You gotta look on a bigger scale. Like this isn't. Sometimes this isn't just about the individual club. Isn't just about the yeah. the league as a collective. Like Leeds are an asset to the Premier League. Well, it, that's why we. So in the Championship, I, I well, we firmly believe that a lot of the time our fixture list was ridiculous because they wanted to try the best to mess us up and keep us in the Championship because we bring so much money. TV, everything. We brought so much money to the championship when we were there, mm. and yeah, we. I know I am biased, but we are a big club. That is it. We are we are one of the biggest clubs I think in the country. We got one of the best supports. We play some ridiculous football with Bielsa. Mm. People people like us, which is weird. Being a Leeds fan for so long, everybody hates us, but we come to the Premier League and they're like. Do you know what? They're pretty good to watch these, and it's it, it's difficult because, as you said, people don't think we'll progress with Bielsa. But at the end of the day, if we keep keep this going, stay in the Premier League, I think he'll stay for another couple of years because I think he wants a shot at European football, whether that's Europa League or Champions League, whatever. I think he'll stay because I think he wants a shot at that with Leeds. Mm. Don't quote me on it because I don't know what Bielsa's like because he's called El Loco for a reason because he just does what he wants. But we're going to back him. And yeah. you can not, see the club will back him. Really, exactly. It's what Bielsa wants. Mm -hmm. If if Bielsa wants this player, you get that player. Mm -hmm. If he if he don't, he goes. He walks. Like, he don't care. I mean, I can't remember who it were at, but he were on the on manager for like, 30 days and just walked because he was like, I don't like how this is run and just walked out. And he's just, he's just, uh, he's, he is 
It's a firework. He's just ridiculous. And to be honest, I think after he goes, I think we'll get a statue outside ground of him. <laughs> I think he deserves. I think he deserves it. Honestly, I think he's potentially the best manager we've ever had, and that is with Dom Revy. Oh, potentially, give it a couple of years. I think he'll be classed as the best manager we've ever had. Mm. And that is doesn't, saying something to say he hasn't won anything. Five Man United, but yeah, yeah. Fine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's the best manager, but we lost five one to Man U. Yeah. Um, it's ah, oh, yeah. We just let them. You'll be fine this season. Yeah, you'll be it, fine. Yeah. you know. It, it's Liam Cooper. I'm sorry. It's hey, just Liam Cooper. Got an assist he at just the happened. weekend. Leave him out. I did think when I saw yeah, it, assist Liam away Cooper. A <laughs> yeah, I did think so... when I saw the assist from Liam Cooper. I know you. Did you see what he did? No. He, cross came in. He just literally tapped oh, it back the, to Rafinha yeah, and he just pinged it. The ref never gave it, did he? Originally, and then you watch the replay and he just hauls him to the ground like. like he a, just. It was like a wrestling move, wasn't it? It were a bit of both, but it was a penalty, and that's it. And I, we don't. Right, that's it. We don't progress if we keep Liam Cooper at centre back, <laughs> and that is it. He's Poor that man. bad, genuinely. No, he's not. League he's one, one Liam. Those... That's that's what his nickname <laughs> is. Bad. I don't care. <laughs> that's a bit hard. You got feeling, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think obviously Bielsa obviously likes him. But, you know, he's a great Biel- captain. If Bielsa likes him. You know. He's club captain. Yeah, exactly. He can't be that bad. Come on. He's shocking. Oh. I'm sorry. He's he's not good. He's not good enough, and that is it. He's not good. He's not prem quality. He's too. He's too slow. He's not. You, you see it. Last year, how many times he pulled people's shirts, pulled people down in the box that weren't given, that we're, we're sat there going like, oh, no, he was fuming. At, I think I tweeted it actually. He was fuming at the weekend. And I was like, how how he can even argue that is ridiculous. Like, it was a great use of VAR, to be fair. Yeah. Um, But like, it was one of the most, well, the only, what forgive where penalty against Villa in the first game of the season, which was the most stonewall penalty I've ever seen. Um, and Liam Cooper's wasn't far from that. It was just the referee didn't have a great angle on it, but I say fantastic use of VAR. But he was whinging about it even after, even at a half time or whatever. Once you see it on TV, you'll be like, oh, because sometimes I guess <laughs> in the moment when you're doing things, you don't realize what you've totally done. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but if he's he's doing that, he must. He must. He. he, I mean, I. I I know this for sure. I mean, I've played football Sunday league level. Nothing special. But sometimes when you make tackles and you get involved in like something quite close and heated, and it's I played centre back as well. You can make tackles and block things and so on, and you don't really know what you're doing. It's all on instinct because everything happens so quickly. And that's the same for obviously a striker and so on. He must just have this black moment where he just can't see anything. Something's done, and then he realizes I've, I've pulled him over again. <laughs> um, but that, that's when you, that's when you do. I think what you're what you're probably saying here that's when you become a liability yeah. um, because you do start costing points and you do start. And, and the, the Premier League is not the place to do that because you it's cutthroat. Yeah, you'll get punished. Yeah. You'll get yeah, punished. He got away with it in the Championship because not VAR, mm. but. He did cause us to lose some points in the championship as well through mistakes. I, I, I think it's difficult because he is club captain and Bielsa doesn't pick the captain. He just says to the players, "Who do you want the captain to be?" And they all pick Liam Cooper. So he's obviously got an influence there. Change room atmosphere. Yeah. So he's he's a player to have around the squad, but again, he. He is a liability at this point. He's not good enough for the Premier League. He's maybe, maybe like, because we have 
obviously we've got Robin Cop, we've got Diego Lorente. Them two are currently injured, but I think they're actually back next week. And we've got Pascal Strike who's come through. I think he's brilliant. So I think it fourth choice. I think he is a fourth choice centre back. So he had to play at the weekend anyway because we had everyone else injured. Mm. But I think he's fourth choice at this point, and he's the, he's not a Premier League centre back, starting centre back. Maybe being like a backup, backup centre back. But well, it, it's 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 frustrating uh, because when you've got players like for me, Diego Lorente, if he can stay fit for this season, he will be one of the best centre backs in the league. He's one of the best centre backs I've seen play for Leeds for a long time. He's just brilliant. Mm. We'll so see. see how you get on. We'll I see. Think, I think yeah. we'll be fine. I don't. Think I think we'll be okay, but we'll see. I don't think. I don't think my prediction is going to come right. Yeah. No, I think you need to. You know. I think fifth is a little bit of a stretch now. What was this? The third or second season in the Premier League? Second. Second. So I I'm, I hate the term second season syndrome. It doesn't exist. I think yeah. this like syndrome exists. Some teams just get found out because yeah. they don't yeah. change style or change team enough or mm-hmm. adapt. Yeah. Second season syndrome, I don't believe in it. I don't believe it's a thing. Mm. Um, I think like if you ask any Sheffield United fan, they saw that coming a mile off. Yeah. Um, and I think Leeds aren't in that pocket for sure. For you, for you, where did you finish last season? Uh, ninth. 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 Yeah. So I'd say anywhere between twelfth and eighth, I'd snap a hand off. Consistent, mm. back in there again. Premier League football for another year. Build on it. Yeah. However, though, if you <laughs> this is where you, this is where the whole Burnley thing kind of comes in, or the Crystal Palace thing kind of comes in, or the Brighton thing kind of comes in. Mm. Like, do you want to exist or do you want to be a part of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point yeah. now where I just I just exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be happy with existing, but I'd only be happy with existing for so long. But yeah. Watford don't have that full on in your face proper like. I don't know what the word would be, but real naggy base, like fan base. So we, our expectation, probably more of what I should say, our expectation isn't that high in mm-hmm. terms yeah. of what we expect us to become. We would love to be that, but we realistically know that probably won't be a thing for many, many, many years. Leeds is a bit different. And the bulk of the Leeds fans, a vast majority of them will have been former Champions League semi-finalist fans. Yeah. So they'll be expected. Ah, ah, ah. We're Leeds, as you mentioned, big club. The whole big club debate thing is quite interesting because I get I don't like to debate the big club thing because I don't believe in the big club thing because I think you're as good as you are current. Mm-hmm. Um, your history stands yeah. for something, of course, but it's history. Like yeah. Leeds were mismanaged financially so bad and Watford weren't that we for a long time were a bigger club than you. But when it comes to fan base, and if people are listening to this, I <laughs> when it comes to a fan base, Leeds are enormous. Sheffield United are Sheffield Wednesday are enormous and so on. They are huge fan club, food fan bases. So in that regard, yeah, big clubs for sure. But that fan base is very different to like if I compare to Watford fan base. And we have been a better club than you in the last probably 16 years. We've been managed better. Mm -hmm. We've been financially managed better. But we don't have that expectation probably that Leeds fans do because we've never had that. We've never expected that. I remember being a Watford fan scratching to stay in the championship. I mean, you've been there as well as Leeds, yeah. but you weren't like that before. We've kind of, I, in my in my era, we've always been that. I was never around when Graham Taylor took us to second and whatever, and we were in the FA Cup final. It was before my time. But a lot of Leeds fans, that wasn't before their time. So that yeah. expectation is bigger. And I, I think 
that's where the pressure in football can come on, especially in the circle of social media these days, because it, you can directly hit people quite hard. Um, mm. You can app players, you can app. I mean, all the Watford guys from our technical director to our guy behind most of the signings are all on Twitter and they're active. And some of the crap they must have to read at times, and we're probably quite forgiving, but in terms of the other teams aren't as forgiving. Imagine being an Arsenal guy right now. Um, yeah. I think the expectation of Leeds as a fan base is we're not here to exist. Yeah. Um, we're here to push on and can. we might have a bad season, but as long as the following season we're back at it again, uh, that's that's what we want to be. And I think that's where that's where it'll be interesting what happens with Leeds. It'll be interesting what happens over the next couple of years. I don't think you'll ever struggle. I think you'll definitely take heavy defeats while under Bielsa just for the style that you play. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm subscribed to it. Get me in. I, I love it. I watch it every <laughs> single week. And it's one of the ones I look out for because I want to I want to see this craziness. I enjoy watching Sheffield United and these overlapping centre backs. Like, what yeah. the hell am I watching right yeah. now? Yeah. Um, I love it. Get me, sign me up. I am as anti tiki tacker as you'll ever believe because I just bores me. Mm. I, yeah. I, I like this fast tempo counter attacking football. Get it forward, get it in the box, create havoc. It hasn't got to be pretty. If that big, long, I mean, hoof balls on to someone to chase it, do it. I'd rather you do that and pass four yards sideways to PK. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting what Leeds do, though. It'll be, it'll be interesting because I say I don't think as a fan base they'll be happy to just exist. Um, they'll they'll want more and they'll make it very vocal they want more definitely 100 um, percent. harlan yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you see him in uh oh where was he there was somebody stopped him in his car and got him to sign an autograph he was wearing lead shorts was he actually we, yeah. and we were like get him shirt come on <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ben Foster does it all the time on his YouTube channel. He was wearing oh, a spare no. shirt the other day. Yeah, I saw I him with the United, Man United top on as well. Yeah, he, he's oh, just God. a football fan, I think, in general. He, I think he is a Spurs yeah. fan, actually, but he is a football fan as well. Yeah, yeah he is. It's nice to have an extra what for content, <laughs> I guess, with Ben Foster. Oh, mate, him. don't even go there with that. Oh, my life. <laughs> Social media. Get Ben Foster in goal. Why is Ben Foster? Yeah. He, even if he started in goal, <laughs> he couldn't record it anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. the Premier League will copyright strike you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they're like. And I really don't think they'll give him special permission. Because once they do it for one person, you've opened up the whole field. Yeah. And I don't mean the whole field in terms of like fans and whatever. I mean, like anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody. They've got to protect their image rights. They've got to protect what they own. Yeah. Um, you start muddying that water and saying, well, he did it. Yeah, he, did it. he got away with it. Regardless of it being a player or not, it doesn't matter. It won't happen. Mm-hmm. I think what will happen with that is he'll, Watford will be kind enough to give Ben, because Ben Foster doesn't deserve to play right now, but not because he's done anything wrong, but because Backman's been so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they'll give Foster the FA Cup or, or the, um, whatever the one's called these days, the Carabao Cup, or whatever it is, yeah. the EFL Cup. And he'll be able to record in those because they're different competitions. Yeah. So there will be, yeah, in the goal content, but it won't be Premier League. The EFL yeah. didn't mind it because it, I guess it's probably exposure for it's good promotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, the Premier League really doesn't good. need it, does it? Whole so different beast. Yeah. yeah, we have our money. Keep like, we're going to keep our money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true, been yeah. an interesting start to the season for sure. Spurs two wins out of two with Nuno. You know, yeah, they've um, looked alright to be fair. They have, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Uh, they've Kane, looked all right Kane came on the pitch yesterday so who knows yeah, actually, that. yeah he came yeah, on yeah um, I don't know how I long didn't even know that you know about 20 minutes yeah. he came on for um, yeah wow okay I didn't know that <laughs> all the I more... think the longer it goes on the more likely he is to stay and I think yeah. that's what Levy yeah. knows Levy knows that as well if I can drag this out 
he'll stay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sneaking a win over Manchester City is a massive bonus. <laughs> yeah. Massive bonus. Cause yeah. it's not gonna make you it's not gonna make Kane think about it. Kane probably knows that City are a very good team. But winning that game, it gives Levy a bit more leverage. He's like, well, we, yes. we did it without you. More in, yeah, his, favor, more yeah. in his favor, isn't it? For the, so yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. Nuno done doing a good start. I know they didn't do very well mm-hmm. in Europe, but I think they made eleven changes and it's an entirely different squad. So I don't know how seriously they're taking the Conference League. Is it? Yeah, they're in the Conference League, aren't they? Uh, they lost. Yeah, to, yeah, they, they lost, lost didn't they? Pacos, but the uh, t- Guerrero, they called. It just the team were. Yeah. Social media around that was interesting. That, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of the bizarrest yeah. stuff I've ever seen, but how, I'm all game. How have, they got a, how have they got away with it? I don't know, but yeah. The, 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 the last one, oh my God. <laughs> but the, first one was, the first one was funny enough, but I was like, you could have just left yeah, it at like that, but they're like, no, we're going to go one better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make uh, it X-rated. Good yeah. Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting start. Um, blimey, we've gone on about football for an entire hour because it's, it's just Jeez. back, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But just quickly, Fox, on the um, yes, with you streaming, uh, you've gone over to Facebook Gaming. Uh, how's it all yeah. going? How's it all going for you? Uh, hit and miss, hit and miss. Yeah. Parts what I expected, parts not what I expected. Um, it's no hidden hidden fact that when I decided to move, I was kind of at the end of my content pathway. Yeah, I kind of like I tried to do the full time thing, um, and and you know I just don't have I just don't have that drive like other people have. I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it, but it's, it's, it's a whole different world. And when you get into it full time and I've done it full time now for coming up for two years, yeah, it isn't me. <laughs> it really isn't me. Um, you have to sacrifice so much. You have to be, if we're going to kind of like um, rate it in kind of a football manager term, like every stream, every video has to be a solid nine out of 10, mm. um, you know, you have to turn up. You, you can't. People eyes are on you constantly, and people are always judging what you do. Trying to, there are your constant supporters that are there, rain or shine, bad day or good day. Mm. It doesn't matter. They're there. But then you get the other people, like today, for instance, right? I haven't uploaded the video for a couple of months, but I still get comments on my videos because they're very relevant to this year's game. Yeah. And just a just a comment today. Um, I, I won't say the, the word that he said, but I was wearing a, a Celtic top in one of my videos. I wear all kinds of different football shirts in my videos. Yeah. And I had a really anti-Semitic, horrible comment about me being a Celtic fan. And it's just like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you found a video, one from six months ago, and you've just decided to abuse me in it because I'm wearing a Celtic top and you're a Rangers fan. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, it's stuff like that where it just it isn't for me. Um so I am slowly looking to work my way out of it bit by bit, but trying to like find the right opportunity uh, and so on. Obviously, I've been self-employed now for nearly two years. Yeah. Um, so I've had a bit, of, a bit of a gap in my resume, I suppose, in my CV. Mm. Trying to find the right thing for me, I suppose. Um, Facebook gave me a fantastic opportunity, but I was already on the way out, I think, as I moved over to Facebook. I, I, I just I prefer doing it when and I want, however I want. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the pressures of full-time content is is tough, man. Like really tough. And I'm thinking I'm one of like six full-time FM guys, and I've not played FM for two months because mm. it just put me off it. You know, some of the stuff just put me off it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's a burnout. I think content burnout for sure. Because I was I was putting in like you're talking 180 hours a month. Um, 
and, and you'll go you go from stream to video to sleep to video to stream to video to sleep to video to stream and i'm, I'm running 40 miles a week as well which is like mm. solid 10 plus hours in its own yeah and i'm trying to you know trying to get fit enough to run a sub three hour marathon uh, and all that kind of stuff so you don't really have a personal life obviously had a relationship having a relationship breakdown within that time with my ex-girlfriend as well mm. probably part played into it yeah it's it's tough. It is it's tough. It's a, it's a whole different topic, really. Um, I've learned a lot, and I think I have a lot of invaluable experience that I can pass on to somebody who is in a better position and probably a better person to be able to do it. Because you need to have that stubbornness about you. You need to be able to like just brush it off. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I massively fall down. And it's difficult to accept that, but I've reached that point of acceptance. Um. So yeah, Facebook for now. Um probably not for a massive deal longer though i'm i yeah. whether i come back to twitch or not i don't know um but i'm looking kind of to step out of it all really which is why when i get chances like this to just be involved still in some way I, i'll snap them off because yeah. i do enjoy being involved and i've really built up a, a really cool group of people that i know well um and the community and the time that i've been around football manager has grown astronomically and i've done it for six plus years now it was about 15 of us when we started tops you get two people on twitch you get four people uploading on youtube there's now hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah yeah um yeah. the landscape has massively changed and i'd like to think i've left my my footprint on it somewhere i i i know inspiration for likes of zealand's videos came from mine mm. um came from buster nets and so on and we've kind of left an imprint i had a massive part in setting up the streamer showdown and yeah. I've, I, there's pockets of fox everywhere but <laughs> I think that's that's a nice way to head out on really and i think it will come to that point sometime in the near future but that's not i don't think that's a massive secret because i say when i moved mm. over from twitch to facebook i was at that path i was at that crossroads anyway i just hadn't fully made a decision yeah yeah and obviously moving into my own home and stuff now as well for the first time ever uh it just it just changes your life priorities yeah yeah 100%. yeah it really does well, yeah Good luck, mate. But looking forward to FN22, though, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> genuinely, I'm looking yeah. forward to FN22. I was going to say, if you're going to get a chance to, obviously, when that comes out, at least get some hours onto that. and um, Definitely, yeah, definitely. See what they've got in store for us next, for on the next I am praying for one thing, and this this isn't even something that I can't mention. So we had a Q&A with Miles. Mm. Uh, and there's some stuff I can't say in there, obviously. This was going back a year now. But I did say to him, will we ever see dynamic formations? And he just smiled. <laughs> oh. And, I, and I've held oh. on to that. Yeah. I've held on to that. <laughs> like, we're not going to... Are we going to see a different attacking formation and a different defending formation? And he just, he just smiled. I don't know what it meant, yeah. but I'm reading the positives. <laughs> and I would love to see that come into the game, to give more fluidity to tactics, more fluidity mm. to shape, that yeah. you can move into a... Uh, a two-two-four, and you can then move back to a four-four-two or whatever it would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, you can fluidly move between. Um, but I think it's a big ask, and I think it will require a massive match engine update to change that. But I'm just praying on that smile. Whether it was a smile <laughs> of you idiot, it's, it's, or whether it was a smile of well, we're already on that. I don't know. It's just but enough I'm to cling on to, isn't it? It's just enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm praying it was the latter. Yeah, we're oh. we're definitely ready for FM22. I think I'll. Yeah. I'm just playing with yeah, and the tactics recreator as well. The tactics creator is absolutely pants. Yeah. Like the um set piece creator. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's in the dark ages. It's still in it's still in Blooming Excel spreadsheet. 
<laughs> it's a long way behind. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think you can get it on. A, I think you can still get it on a floppy disk. To be honest, but <laughs> it's that out of date. We'll we'll see what they've uh, they've got in store for us then. I guess when it comes around to October yeah. or whenever it's wherever it's going to come out. But it's been a it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Um, I know I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed I know we've it. mostly we've mostly talked about football because you know it's what we we started a few weeks ago and we've carried it on really. Um, it's been yeah. nice to talk for longer than ten minutes. Um, yeah. But no, we appreciate you coming on. Good luck for wherever it takes you. Uh, <laughs> your one, uh, question, like oh, one, one question, One question. Go then. for it. Orangina <laughs> or Fanta? Neither. <laughs> yeah. I can't oh. drink orange. Orange. Anything orange is just give me cherry. Or anything like that, yeah, and I'm all over yeah. it. Oh. Give me anything orange, no chance. Well, Unless it's like pure orange juice. Is, is orange? Do you know pure orange juice? No, it, I don't think so. Mm. If it's fizzy orange, you're not going to see me within a mile of it. <laughs> it's fizzy orange, so that's it. That's yeah, on, on there that, we go. On that I'm shocking out. statement. <laughs> yeah, which is stunned. Um, oh. We're going to be back next week. It's the start of series three. We've even yep. got some potential streams coming up down the line, but we'll we'll mention them when they come along. Who have, we yeah. got, who have we got next week, Mitch? I can't remember. You've booked like four people. Yeah. He's, he's checking been, his I've been busy. Now. He's checking I've been busy. I think yeah, we've got I've been busy. FM Works, I want to say. Yeah, FM, FM Works. Works yeah. The creator of the FM yeah. Super League. Um, and ah, all, yeah. the, kit, all good guy, good guy. the kits, he's going to yeah. be on next week. So uh, we'll yeah. rack his brains. Then Mulch can try and get into the FM Super League. That's, that's Mulch's plan. He's going to slide in. Well, fed... keep, keep uh, spoilers. Keep an eye on the uh, the old Interfoxo Cup coming soon because there may be a link to the Works ah, Cup as well. Exclusive um, in the, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, keep an eye. Keep an eye. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, for joining thank you guys. Um, and we'll yeah, see you, you next week. See you, Mulch. Enjoy. Um, yeah. Enjoy Leeds. Whatever Leeds are doing. Are they in the cup next week? Crew tomorrow. tomorrow. Crew. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, well, said, when this comes out, it'll be. Ah. We'll have beaten Crew. Okay. <laughs> Oh no! I've said that now. We're gonna get beat. We're gonna get beat. Uh, yeah, this is out Thursday, so it'll been two days ago. Yeah, God, that that win for Crew. What a what a wonderful moment (laughs) for them. We've got Wolves at home, so God help us. Oh Um, yeah, help you. So you know, we'll um, yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Yeah. Cheerio. See you later. Bye.